crashed my van into Jesus, okay? I have a pimple the size of Jupiter. I am not okay. This is not how I wanted to remember my prom. This is not how I wanted to remember my life. Hello. My name is Jerome, and, uh, I do things on the internet. <laughs> I've been doing things on the internet for about eight or nine years now. Uh, most of the people who know me know me from, uh, my long, long, long running, uh, blog, ltasex.com. Uh, where I started off talking about sex and relationship things, and then got into, you know, like, the politics of living, and, you know, trying to be well. And I don't know what my guinea pig is doing right now, but she's, like, knocking at something. Oh, anyways. Um, and, you know, just trying to live well. And eventually I sort of came to this idea that I'm doing too many things. Too many things by what metric, you might ask. Uh, too many things by my metric. Because... I am one person. And I have... I don't know, four podcasts, several video series, and two different websites. And this is, you know, after I have tried to pare down for fuck's sake <laughs> the things that I do and the things that um uh, I guess makeup um you know my world in terms of being able to express all of my humanity because in, in, in essence that is what LTA sex, that is what, um, you know, all of my blogs, everything I do. It's just trying to put a creative spin on the life that I would live regardless. And that is an extraordinary um, thing to do. I mean, people have done it for a long time. People have done things like uh, been writers and musicians and and this and that and yeah that's great but I'm not a musician and I'm not making art out of my life per se I am just living and putting into practice all of the things that I have uh, learned over the years because I've, like a lot of you, I've had whew, a good, good amount of ups and downs. I've had, I guess we can sort of get, get started into this topic here. So, you know, I've dealt with abuse and being abused and neglect on top of that. I've dealt with the repercussions of neglect and abuse, a la, you know, depression, anxiety, um, difficulty building intimate relationships with people, um, you know, the, the, the greatest hits of 
millennial <laughs> distance. You know, all of us circa 2005 kids who, you know, were angry as all fuck and grew up. That's me. I actually graduated high school in 2005. I'm uh, 29 at the time of this recording. Um, so it's been a wild ride. But even before I got to this point, I, I've always sort of had an ability to survive. I'm really adaptable. Always have been. Um... Two changes in the world and the people around me and my locations and things. And that's put me in this position to be here at 29 where I've built a life where I am not only aware but also content. A lot of people live lives of blissful ignorance. I was never gifted with that ability. I'm way, way, way too aware about the world and way too sensitive. I feel things deeply and I know when things are wrong. I'm not a person who, who needs to control things to feel safe in the world. In fact, um, I don't even like having the responsibility of controlling things. I do like being in charge and leading, but having to control every little bit of something is so exhausting. So I care about my life, and I care about the life of the people around me. And the lessons that I've learned from caring and living in this world like this is surprisingly universal. Or at least it was universal for me. Or surprising for me, I should say. Uh, it's universal because it's universal. And... That has sort of brought me to this point where I, I, I'm pulling together all of my various interests into one unit that I can uh, coherently and connectedly tell the story of what it's like to live contentedly how I got here how I maintain it on the daily because for fuck's sake even right now I'm the reason why I'm recording this is because I have been thinking about doing this for so long and I just want to get the fucking words out of my mouth that I am okay and that you can be okay too and it doesn't have to be all flowers and roses and it doesn't have to be all super successful and executive in New York and San Francisco and Cosmopolitan and Count Contessa and you know the baddest bitch in the lane and on fleek and you know edges always locked down and makeup is tight and ain't no stretch marks and shit. That is not life. <laughs> that is not living. That is not it's, it's just not right for me. And to be honest with you, unless everyone involved is actively participating in the, in the fantasy, then it's not healthy for anyone else either. 
there's a reason when it comes to things like BDSM. I wish this person would stop fucking knocking in the evening when I'm trying to fucking record. For fuck's sake. Knock, knock, knock louder. I want the banging to stop, but there's nothing I can do about it. I did actually pause the recording for a while and uh, go talk to um, the person next door who was doing that. Uh, my neighbor just moved out. Um, my neighbor just moved out, and uh, that can be... Uh, an interesting time when people are coming over banging and knocking things, redoing the place. He just came over at a shitty time because I'd chosen this time to record randomly. But getting back on track. Unless everyone is in on the on the gag, as the kids would say. And if you hear crinkling, that is just me opening up a bag of fresh weed, which is something I will do frequently on air, because when I'm talking, I like to smoke. And smoking is important part of a healthy diet. You should always eat greens and vegetables and things. Anywho... We'll talk more about my philosophies on drugs and things a little bit later. But, in like the BDSM scene, everybody's in on what's going on. It's pre-negotiated, we know how everyone will be affected. There's no, like, expectation that one has to do anything more than what they have agreed to and want. Even if it's in that, oh no, I don't want to give it to me daddy, sort of way. <laughs> And I think a lot of times in life, people who would not be good at handling those type of boundaries because they've never learned, also are not good at handling boundaries in other types of relationships like bosses or um, uh, co-workers who might be a little bit above you, uh, people you volunteer with, neighbors, uh, people who you consider friends. Uh, people you consider acquaintances, complete and utter fucking strangers. Um, and it all kind of comes back to this idea of expectations and a fear of honesty in the real world. Um, I know that's sort of like this lofty-ass, sort of like high-minded-ass ideal, and it, it, it sort of is. But I want to break that down for you a little bit so we can be a bit more clear on what the fuck I'm talking about because I can often say things in ways that make sense to me, but um, depending on where you're coming from, how you're listening to me, um, and, and honestly, sort of like, you know, my state of mind at any given time, it may be unclear. So I don't want to sound like I'm pandering to you or anything because I'm not. I just, I, I just understand that Sometimes, some things need to be broken the fuck down. Because you wouldn't be here 
probably, if you, if, if you didn't have something to learn, because that is my gift. I am an excellent learner. And because I am an excellent learner who suffered through years of having shitty teachers, I am now also taking up the baton of also being a teacher. And I've always wanted to teach people. I've always wanted to guide people. I've always wanted to lead. Um, but I've never wanted to be just one of the people in the mix. Because being one of the people in the mix is not for me. I need to have a bit more say in things. And I need to be a bit more free to be vocal. And like I said in, you know, just a few minutes ago, boundaries. The reason why I choose to be a teacher is because I recognize what the core of this issue is that we're having. Where we're having expectations and we're scared of, um, you know, things not being the way we want them to be. Uh, and we're living based upon um, these goals, these goal posts that are so... Uh, liquid and so ethereal and so completely false to the point where we are literally ignoring urges to be like, yay, to go for things that will make us feel nothing. important for me with this podcast and with everything I do to help you break down the doors, break down the walls of expectation, because expectation can have you do things like trust too much and trust too little. It can cause you to do things like yell at people because you were tense that you thought they were going to be mad at you. It can cause you to do things like blame individual people for responding the way anyone would in the circumstances they were put in. It makes you not be kind to yourself as well because you think that you are somehow weak or broken because you need some things that everyone else in our society seems not to. And that's where that blissful ignorance thing comes in. Because it's not that they don't need them. It's that when we were young, we were told we needed certain things. And certain things became just a part of like what we believed would make us well. It's the same reason why even though vitamin C does not really make us, make us uh, feel better, you know, when we're having the common cold. And any study that has ever been done will tell you that. Um... Uh, we still reach for OJ. And the truth is the only thing that makes us feel better is the sugar, because our body is constantly running off sugar. You could literally drink sugar water and it would have the same effect for your body. But we do these things because we've always done them. I'm not a person who does things because I always do them. Sure, I, 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 I build patterns, but I'm not afraid to break those patterns. Because patterns are, are, are there to serve me. Everything to me is a tool to get to a greater, um, a, like a greater purpose. And that's not to say that I don't value my tools because I treat my tools very well. 
without my tools, I would not be able to get there. And it's, it's interesting because you'll hear a lot of people who speak like me and their goal is to um, be recognized for their high-minded ideas. I will admit I love being um, acknowledged for my work and encouraged to continue doing it. But I, if I don't, I'll just, I'll just say what has actually happened already because this is how I learned something about myself. With the blog and with the podcast and with everything else, if I don't treat them with care, if I don't treat them with respect, and I don't nurture the audience so that they actually talk to me, I don't actually feel like I'm doing a good job, even, even though I'm speaking into, you know, the void or whatever. Right now I'm speaking into the void that is my bathroom, um, because that person is next door still begging. Um, but... I have to be able to feel that people are doing better. And sex is great. And we all like sex. It's a connecting tissue, which is why I started there. And because there were no words for what I was trying to accomplish in my life. I always said I wanted to make people's lives better. Um, but I didn't exactly know how. I chose sex just sort of because... That was the one that seemed to be the most troubling and most controversial, honestly. If you attack the most controversial and you can make that seem like a little lamb, then you can do almost anything. And it didn't work. Because sex is not my thing. To me, sex is a tool. So while sex has a huge place in my life and is very important, it is very important in a measured, <laughs> balanced, and reasonable way um, that's not based in a lot of fantasy and a lot of um, pretend. It's more based on feeling reality and being here in the moment. Blissful experience rather than blissful ignorance. And that sort of blissful experience is blissful conscious experience, I should say, is the basis for everything that I'll be talking about and teaching about as we go forth on this little journey of ours, or continue on this journey, really, because... You've already been with me for seven years. And I've been doing podcasts for about four now. Oh, and I, I, I don't want to worry you that any of those podcasts are going to go away. They will not. In fact, they will just become a part of Lowered Expectations, which is the show you're listening to now, which is the culmination of Behind Closed Doors, This Is Crazy, Let's Talk About Sex, LTA Sex, 
um, and all the other things that I've done. Those shows are going to essentially be extended segments for this show, because that's what they've always been. I broke these parts of myself out into separate shows to help people like me. But the thing is, people like me want to be whole. And I want everything I do to be whole. When it comes to, you know, my writing, I think my creative ventures. As well as when it comes to, you know, my, my business ventures, which is why, like, with the Butters Hygienics, I chose the word Hygienics instead of Beauty Co. or Bath Co. Because Hygienics means wellness for the entire body, inside and out. Even the parts you can't touch, that maybe don't even have mass or matter, meaning psychologically. Hygienics help us maintain a healthy heart, mind, and body, let's say. They help us live, laugh, love, as the LTA sex tagline says. They help us They help us be quietly, be who we are, who we want to be, without all the discomforts and all the pains and all the really, really silent things that push their way into our lives and our minds and our bodies and change who we are. Um, this blissful experience thing hopes to, uh, you know, with this blissful experience technique that, that we that we use here or that I that I use here, um, it's my goal to sort of take all of us back to find out and reconnect with the skills and the abilities and the emotions and the. Health of being a whole human like we used to be before the world broke us up into little tiny pieces that we had to hide from each other so that certain people will love us for some and certain people will love us for others. I don't like living like that. I hate it, in fact. Because... Everyone compartmentalizes, which is what that technique is called, to some degree. I mean, we have to, uh, like in the general sense, in order to be able to uh, get or be safe. You know what I mean? You have to be able to compartmentalize your pain in order to get to a place of safety. You have to be able to compartmentalize your anger or sadness to be able to help people. You have to be able to compartmentalize the fact that you don't really like your job that much to be able to make those fucking bills that will come hell or high water. 
But what often happens is that compartmentalization becomes just the way we live. We don't know that we've broken all these things into tiny pieces. And if we do, we describe it as being, oh, it's a part of our culture. You know, we're just all distant and discreet and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I, 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 I think it's a lie that the reason why we don't share things with each other is because we're, everybody don't need to know everything. Because in truth, who needs to know that you're dating someone? In truth, who needs to know that you bought a house? In truth, who needs to know anything about you by those standards? We pick and choose very much what we want to share about our lives. And it's usually things that are easy to understand in the popular understanding. Or like things that if you went to the average person and told them about them, they would understand and have a predetermined response. But anything that doesn't come with a predetermined response, we're supposed to shove away. Because it makes people uncomfortable to have to learn how to respond to things as an adult. And because as an adult, you can push things away and you can yell and scream and people actually fucking listen to you. People often take the easy road of cowardice um, instead of actually doing better and learning how to be more accepting, understanding, and go with the flow of life as it is existing. Blissful experience. Because of that, it forces us to, you know, tell people they can't do things. It's why Donald Trump is in office, is because people, not because they're racist, or, you know, the, all these things that people say about them are true, but the, saying those things about them doesn't solve the problem. What solves the problem is understanding that they have compartmentalized their entire existence. And that the people who are able to look at Donald Trump and say, oh, he says all these mean things, but because I have no connection to these people, I don't really care. Because they're able to look at the things in their own life that they do have connection to, and because it doesn't personally affect them, that's another step, that's another barrier. These are almost imperceptible barriers that you need a lot of knowledge and a lot of privilege to be able to sort of understand. We need people like that who will just work and work and work blissfully, blindly. But if those people are also really unhappy, deeply unhappy, unhappy, it's our responsibility as privileged people. And I take it as my personal responsibility as, as an educationally privileged person. Um, a person who's had a lot of freedom and time and resources to be able to pull myself together because everything else has been taken care of for me. Um, or, you know, like, in the it, there have been so many times where I had extended amounts of time where it was just me, myself, and my brain. And I was free to do. And I was raised by a parent who, although not perfect, did encourage my interests and did encourage me and tell me that I was smart and did a lot of the really basic things that build a core of strength and stability to a human being's psyche and sense of self. And it is with those tools and that freedom that I built this understanding. And I went to college and I learned, you know, 
out of college and I experienced things and I tested it and I tried it and I tried it and I tried it again. <coughs> and it is from all of that that all of those experiences that I've been able to put together this life of peace and serenity although I'm a, to a stoner and, you know, I take things very seriously and, you know, people might say, oh, you're a stoner, how, how are you living, you know, blissfully aware? Here's the thing. I'm choosing a thing that will alter my consciousness, much like anything else in my life. Um, hunger alters my consciousness. Um, sleepiness alters my consciousness. Uh, stretching, exercise, uh, blah, 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 on and on and on into infinity. Some people should choose cigarettes, some people choose alcohol, some people choose gambling, some people choose sex. I choose weed as one of the things that I do because it does allow me and keeps me in a, or helps to keep me in a state of moving forward because I am a tense person. In general, I consider it among weed among one of my medications. And unfortunately, there's no 24-hour weed pill that will allow my brain to keep working as it does. So, hell yeah, I will smoke all day long if I goddamn want to. And also, I like getting motherfucking high. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that might seem like a tangent. But it's important to understand where I, um, where I sit on topics of like personal autonomy, because it's one of the core principles of um, living blissfully aware. Is that because you are blissfully aware, you know what's best for you, and I trust you to do it. I if I if I actually see you not doing it. I will let you know that you're not doing what's best for you because I care. But in general, you should be able to do what the fuck you want to do at any given point in time as long as you're not hurting anyone else. And when I say hurting, I don't know a good word to put there. People think when I say hurting, I'm immediately going to, um, you know, some type of uh, physical harm, you know, like a purge type situation. And I'm not. A lot of times it could just be cutting in line. It could be, you know, um, it, 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 I'm actually, I'm, I don't even think about those situations. Because if you're blissfully aware, you're aware of when you're hurting people and when you're doing things that are rude and inconsiderate. You are aware of how people respond to you. You are aware of these things. And when you are aware of them, you kind of have to do something about it or shut the, 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 the thing back off. And a lot of people will be aware sometimes and compartmentalize shutting things off most of the time. Since I'm on most of the time, it is imperative for me to be able to pinpoint when something is wrong and fix it. But also not overload myself with problems. Like creating problems that don't exist. Like problems of personal autonomy. 
there are lots of emotional reactions you can have to lots of controversial topics like, I don't know, abortion, deportation, um, drug legalization, uh, privatized prisons, um, the Palestine-Israel uh, conflict, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, just wonderful, easy to talk about things. Um, you could have all sorts of controversial opinions on them, but the fact is, understanding will get you much further than blind ignorance and emotion. For example, like today I was listening to uh, uh, this podcast called Unhirable, and one of the things they love talking about is that Israel-Palestine conflict, which is why it is it, it came up in that listing of things, although most Americans would not list that among things of their top concerns, and in fact it's not a concern of mine. I was just trying to get a... I, I just... I simply want an understanding of how that conflict has unfolded, big picture, not to get thrown up in, or like caught up in a bunch of bullshit, you know, little individual uh, conflicts and things that caused issues. Um, and my understanding of it is somebody was there, I guess sort of informally, but they'd been there. And, you know... Some people came back and felt they had the right to be there, which they absolutely do because this is Earth and we all share their land. But, you know, they kind of big dog their way in there because they had a little more power. And uh, shit went awry. As things do in those situations where everybody's feeling vulnerable and everybody's getting hurt. Hurt people hurt people. So once temperatures were flailing or, you know, firing away, it's kind of like over in terms of um, thinking that people are going to behave rationally um, or not rationally, but like um, peacefully 100% of the time. It's kind of fucking ridiculous um, because no one does. When you're being hurt, you're going to fight back. And you should fight back. And the people in charge can't really criticize how they fight back. Because they're in charge. And they have the power at any time to wipe them out if they wanted to. But obviously they need them there for a reason. So if you need us there, then stop acting like you don't and bring us in. Get it together. Together. No one needs a state based on a religion. People are like, you know, people, Palestinians are going to make it a Muslim state and, you know, uh, the Jews are going to make it a Jewish state. And I'm like, why not just make it a state where everyone can live freely and stop fighting? Because if you take the state away from either one of them, it's going to be a problem that is going to be never-ending. But if you push everyone together and force them to get along for the betterment of the country and have leadership that actually uh, agree and can help lead their people towards an understanding, then we've got something to work on. But right now, there's no person, or it doesn't seem like, there's someone saying, okay, look, this thing has gone on too far. Obviously, we're probably not going to separate too much because honestly, that is just so much fucking work. Let's tear down this wall 
and let's stare at each other for a while before we do anything rash. And let's see where we go from there. Because the truth is, the world will not break down if they come together. But everyone's afraid. And fear causes you to worry about things that kind of don't matter and kind of won't happen. I.e., you're afraid of, I don't know, um, uh, you're worried about anything in general. And one thing you have to know about fear is that anxiety and fear and fret and worry are all the same. There are different types of fear. Um, uh, you have lots of different responses to fear. Um, fight, flight, uh, freeze, and fret. Um, most often, often, what we do, that compartmentalizing thing, uh, is a result of freezing. So we are afraid of one thing, we freeze, we put that feeling away, we don't clear it out of our system though, and it just kind of keeps causing problems for us. Um, in our decision making, in our you know general feelings, and our hygienic nature of our body. But you have to let those emotions go away, and you have to be able to understand, and you have to open your mind. And by opening your mind, I mean stop listening for keywords that you want to fight with, and just feel. Because a lot of time arguments, every argument is a lie, usually. Someone is being misunderstood. There's some dishonesty happening, whether it's on purpose or by accident. And, uh, you know, you have to be, somebody has to be willing to open their mouth and say, I'm going to deal with some of your tantrums for right now because I want to, I truly want to understand what it is that is happening here so that we can fucking solve the problem instead of just fighting and fighting and fighting endlessly. But it takes bravery and it takes a lot of failures before a successful peace and connection can be brokered. This happens with Lots of people when dating. This happens with lots of people when making friends. In school. At work. In, uh, country to country. City to city. State to state. Things like that happen. Where there are disagreements. But because all sides have their hackles up. And in this case we're talking about Israel and Palestine. We could be talking about, um, you know, Trump and, 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 and or let's just say Republicans and Democrats. Or whomever, when there's usually like a two-sided discussion. One side is usually right, but is not expressing it properly. And the other side is wrong, but not listening properly. And when I say right and wrong, that does not mean like a moral judgment. It means like a, you're not seeing, you're not understanding fully all the ramifications and learning that you need to be okay with things, that you need to let things go, that you cannot control everything, that you have to let people be and you have to let people have different lives because that will always happen and there is nothing that you can do about it. I use a principle in my life when it comes to dealing with this sorts of things. Um, 
that essentially refer goes down to the serenity prayer. Lord, grant me a serenity uh, to you know accept the things that I can uh, change, change the things that I can, accept the things that I can, the courage to know the difference. And there are other parts that, but the important part is, of course, those first three lines. And ideally. With an issue like Israel and Palestine, we could just separate everyone and make everyone happy. But the fact is, this is real life, and it's not going to happen. So there has to be sacrifices that are made. And those sacrifices might mean death. Because death is an inevitable result of fighting. And some fighting will happen when you put two groups of people together that have always been fighting. Now, I'm not a PR genius, and I am sure that there is some way that you can do a propaganda campaign, just like, you know, the bad people do, to get people to understand that this is something that is good. But no one's putting in the work. I don't know why. I won't make any, like, guesses as to why, because I don't know that much. But usually it's just because there's no motivation to do so. For example... Um, oftentimes when people are fighting with one another, what they want is to feel justified, even if they're wrong. And they will do what is necessary to get what they need. But if you make what they need irrelevant, or give them what they need and then make them not want it, that's more powerful. You kind of have to do a yes and instead of a no but. And that uh, uh, thing impri improvisers on podcasts always say where they're like, you know, when you're doing comedy, you have to do a yes and. And you got to go with the flow, even if the sling seems a little silly. <laughs> but you do. You have to go with the flow. There are certain things that are actually wrong in this world. And there are certain things that are actually wrong in your life. There are still certain things that are wrong in my life. But we can't get bogged down in the muck and the mire. And we can't put things into little boxes hoping that, you know, the organization of that will hide the mess that is inside each of those boxes. It won't. You got to put it all together. And you got to be here in the moment. And you got to get together with others. And you got to help them do it too. And with lowered expectations, I kind of, not even kind of, I, I hope that I can help some of you put the pieces together and become uh, the leaders to help other people put the pieces together. Because what we need is more leaders, not more people who are doing it for themselves. What we need is more people out here who can replicate the kindness and the patience, the saintly patience, they call it, of a person like me. They need, we need people who are willing to both yell and scream and hug and kiss. And can recognize when it's time to stop either. We need people who can go with the flow and teach others how to do so.
often in this world of, you know, social media and social justice, we can be very big-minded. But I'm thinking very small-minded. So far, I've probably successfully helped five people in my life. I'm 30, for fuck's sake. And there are billions of people on this planet. And I can only say these things so many times while I'm alive. And I can only help so many people while I'm alive. Because I have to keep my life going. Otherwise, I'm going to lose all of these saintly patience and, you know, guidance and loving hand. And I will become vicious and mean. If I don't maintain that. So I'm lighting your torches, I guess. Letting you light your torches on my big Olympic fire. And I'm hoping that even if you take one bit of information and help one other person. Then you're starting that chain that we need to see happen. Where we're all lowering our expectations about what we want or think we want or think we need. And actually going forth with the things that we so desperately need. Which are simply to be... Seen, heard, valued, understood, and have our basic biological needs met. Nothing more, nothing less. No designs on what that looks like. But this is what everyone needs. And we've got to wake up to the idea that life is not as complicated as we think it is. It is very simple. It is very systematic. And we can all work through this if we try and actually do the work. It takes hard work. It will. And it will take years, depending on where you are. And maybe you're not a person who can be a leader, but maybe you can learn and seek out a leader who you can help become the best leader they can be. Whatever. But we have got to get this information moving forward. I have got to get this information out of me and to people and to ears that can hear it because it is important. And that may sound egotistical. Oh my God, I can't believe he's, you know, thinking that, you know, he, he's, he's found the secret to life. I don't have the secret to life. I have the secret to living in our brains and our bodies. In a very, 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 very general sense that can be applied to almost any situation. But I understand that not everyone will be able to find this because it is a privilege to find. As I have said. So the idea is that we work on this. We get it started. And like I said, it might be years. And I don't just mean years. I mean decades or a century. But we have got to start and we have got to speed this up. Because we as a, a human race could end global warming. We could end suffering. We could end all these things. But charity starts at home. And I'm starting at home by starting inside of each one of us. And actually doing the thing that will encourage all of us to push forward connection rather than pushing forward an identity that you are intelligent because being intelligent is nothing without connection it's like being 
the fastest supercomputer in the world with no internet connection. What's the fucking point? You still have to drive a truck from Maine to fucking California to get any data to anybody fucking else. It's like, what is the point of being brilliant and knowing and, 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 and surviving and, and seeing the solution if you won't share it? I've spent mm, the last eight years, as I said, sharing that. And I'm going to continue to do that in this new form of lowered expectations. And I hope that you guys will be able to uh, learn from me. Every episode of the show is going to be different. And I can't promise that everyone's going to be a monologue with just me. Because who knows? I don't even like talking this much all the time. It's exhausting. But this is something that was on my spirit and I had to get it out. So the next time I come back, it may be like a behind closed doors. It may be like a this is crazy or it may be something completely new. But you got to roll with the punches. And you got to be here and ready to take on life the way it happens. Because it's happening and it's going to keep happening and it won't stop happening just because you look away. Welcome to the All New Lowered Expectations. I'm your host, Jerome Street Nichols, and I'm happy to lower your expectations and actually get you to a better life. I love you all so much. I wish you peace and moisture. Until the next episode of this motherfucker here, have a good one.